Club Podcast. My name is Travis Jones. You're back here with another episode where we can make you laugh, possibly, but at least we'll make you fit. We might not be able to make you laugh. And I'm here with Jason Barrett. How are you doing today, Jace? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, summer. Spring is is beginning. It's uh, it's kicking off here in WA, which is nice. We're starting to get some, you know, over twenty degree days again. For <laughs> About time, which is basically summer for you, Trav. It was it was zero this morning. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, uh, Tazzy. Um, it was like blowing a gale. I've had we've had eighty mil of rain in the last forty eight hours. Um, mate, it's been crazy over the last couple of days down here. But that is okay. Um, today, guys, we're gonna talk about why you need less flexibility when you're starting your fitness journey. And we're not talking about, you know, yoga. And we're not talking about um, Karma Sutra. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about why you need less. We'll probably That's get more people You have to join our it. only dads if you want to <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Karma Sutra version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what we're going to talk about is why you need less flexibility in your choices. And I think this is one of the biggest things that actually holds a lot of dads back um, when they're trying to start out on a journey. Um, and it might sound counterintuitive for people like us, Jace, who preach flexible dieting to be mm. less flexible at the start of a journey. Now, I believe you need to earn your right for flexibility. And you earn your right for flexibility over the first 30, 45 days um, of being disciplined. You have to show some discipline first before we can actually um, have or flex the willpower muscle so we can be flexible at the right times with our nutrition. Because true flexible dieting is 90% we eat whole foods where we're eating chickens and meats and we're eating potatoes and we're eating our veggies. And then 10% allows flexible with processed food. And what some people do is they just take the absolute piss and they try and go 90% KFC, trying to fit it into their macros um, or chicken schnitzels and palmers. And one, they don't estimate correctly because you don't have the nutrition IQ to estimate foods correctly at the start. Um, so you're, you're, the reason why you're going so flexible is actually not allowing you to hit your calories, allowing you to hit your macronutrients. It's stopping you from hitting your goals and you get frustrated and you give up altogether. So I think that, that is the crux. And also the lack of, we want to talk about more structure and less flexibility inside your training to start with as well. But we're going to get into it today. And hopefully you learn um, a little bit more about, more about willpower, more about decision fatigue, more about implementation intentions today. Um, we're talking about, you know, essentially doing hard things, understanding discipline and earning that freedom. And that's everything we're going to go through today, guys. The biggest thing for me, I guess, to like to kick it off as far as, um, you know, as far as flexible dieting, that whole principle, we've talked about it before where, you know, if as long as you hit your protein and as long as you hit your calories, like there's not going to be a huge difference in terms of the, the overall body composition changes, right? Which is true. Uh, there isn't going to be a huge difference. However, that doesn't mean that you should be just trying to eat willy-nilly like whatever, especially during that first phase. Because as Trav said, and the biggest thing I want to focus on is the the issue known as decision fatigue. We are in a society and in a time where you've got a little fucking black square in your pocket that's constantly buzzing and constantly, you know, sending you little notifications. Every little app is trying to to, to drag your attention towards it, and you've got to make a decision: or do I swipe on, or do I uh, do I keep watching this video? Or oh, is anyone looking at me, looking at this bikini model on Instagram? Should I just keep swiping, or should I oh, OnlyFans model? Or should I stay on this one and I'll click on her profile? All these little decisions that you make over and over and over again—they have a uh, 
mental toll. And there's only so many decisions that you can make in a day uh, with an effective amount of willpower. Now, you can only make so many effective decisions in a day before your decision-making starts to become really poor, which is again, why we recommend guys tend to go to the gym in the morning and plan your stuff and do your stuff in the morning because that's when you've got the most amount of, uh, of, of rope in essence before you know it gets burnt away by all the fucking annoying coworkers and the traffic and all of the other stuff that you have to deal with. So by eliminating these decisions or minimizing these decisions to be like, cool, I either choose, you know, A or B or at a stretch, A, B or C, as far as my breakfast option and my lunch option. Those are the three options that I focus on. Um, and I've talked about this before, as far as effective meal planning goes, where you get your flexibility with dinner. It's like, cool, you can have, you know, one different dinner, um, you know, one different dinner per day in a week. It's like, oh yeah, you can cycle through all of the different, different dinners that you have, but you keep your lunch and you keep your breakfast mostly the same because that consistency is what's going to breed results. That consistency is what's going to allow you to understand, all right, well, now I know my sort of, you know, my hunger levels. I know that these foods tend to work. And like, oh, I can start to branch out now that I've shown that I can be consistent with this. Because if you are someone who's never, um, I guess, gone down this route of dieting before where you do have a bit more freedom, you might be tempted to throw a little bit more, uh, a little bit more flexibility in there than, uh, than you have. And then you snap a hamstring, AKA you, um, you know, binge on KFC because you're like, Oh, I didn't realize the I thought I tracked a large chips, but it was a small chip. So now I've blown my calories and now I'm going to have a pizza as well. Um, so flexibility in your diet, flexibility in your nutrition intake is important down the line. But if you can start by not, not boxing yourself in, but if you can start by being really, uh, deliberate with where you choose to be flexible and where you choose to make your decisions and be like, cool, well, to start with, we just keep it fucking simple. Take all the decision-making away because you're already starting on a new journey. You're starting with some new habits. You don't need to compound that effort that you have to make. You know, you're already gone from sitting on the couch and drinking beers to not doing that stuff, to going to the gym and eating chicken. Don't be like, oh, well, what chicken do I have? Do I have this chicken or that chicken? Do I have it in a pasta or in a rice? It's like, just fucking pick one, stick with it for at least three weeks to start with. You can then branch out to chicken and pasta if you're doing chicken and rice. And then you can start to earn and introduce flexibility over time as needed, not just for the sake of it. I, I completely agree, mate. I think at the end of the day, you know, to breed success, we need to eat the same thing every day for a while until you feel you need the, uh, you need to change. And it's going into the day with one less thing that you need to deal with. I think that's the biggest thing. You're going to go into the day with a million things coming at you from left and right, from people, from just outside circumstances. There's, there's decisions that you need to make. And then after you're making all these decisions and these million things coming at you, you're stressed, you're frustrated, you might be tired, and you're still thinking you're going to make good decisions around changing your health. Like, it, it's not something that's going to happen. That's why a lot of people fail because in the reality, you pick two breakfasts, you alternate between them. You pick two lunches, you alternate between them. As Jay said, you make a meal plan for seven nights of the week and you just stick to that meal plan for the next four weeks. Hey, that's great. And you know, when I say this, people are like, Oh, I need more variety that I'm like, no dude, you had more variety for the last decade. And that's what got you to being 20 kilos overweight. So it's time for a little bit less variety right now. We want to have your diet that's healthy, which hits your cows, it tastes good, and it's convenient. You know, those are the three things we need, and that's it. So I think if we understand that we earn variety and we earn the ability to make decisions after that first 30 days or after that first 45s inside this um, transformation process, that's allowing you, it's, it's like you're, you're stepping up to success. It's allowing you to be ready for that. I think that's a big thing. And 
Remember, team, yes, it can be tasty. And no, you don't have to just eat chicken and broccoli, but you aren't dieting for taste. You're dieting for results at the end of the day. You know, you, you had enough taste again for the last decade. Like you, you just need some results right now to get you moving forward. And that doesn't mean that you can't have things that hit your calories, that taste great. You can follow the Fit Dad Club on um, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want, watch a bunch of Jace's recipes. But all you need right now is actually kicking your ass into gear and being disciplined. Mm. There's a reason why, you know, harsher, stricter programs that are just like do these things and you must do these things there's a reason why they get results. And while that's not the yeah. uh, the kind of ethos that we really subscribe to over the long term, it is important to be able to know there's a minimum level of effort and a minimum level of strictness that is uh, needed. You know, we talked about, you know, discipline equals freedom. If you can be disciplined in your first 45 days, then that will give you the freedom to not only understand your body, but also start to kind of reset your expectations around food. And the dis- like, it can't be understated how you know, number one, tasty, you can make food that still hits your goals. That is not, you know, oh, I'm going to add in every single fucking cheese that there is. And it's going to, I'm just going to, you know, dump a bunch of fucking sauces in there and mix it up. And it's going oh, to be this cheesy, gooey mac and cheese, hyper. It's like, that's all well and good, but you can still make food that hits your goals. Taste good. Use seasonings. We talked about this the other week. Use seasonings. Salt is your friend, right? Pepper is your friend. Garlic powder, onion powder, paprika. You can make those foods taste good. But it's, it's yeah, it's not a, uh, I don't want to say abusing the system, but it's just, it's adding unnecessary load and unnecessary decisions to your life when you're, as Trav said, you've had those flexibilities. You've had that whole period of time. And guess what? You can introduce those flexibilities again in a more measured way when you hit your maintenance mode, right? And guess, and then it, you have to accept that there's going to come a time in your life where you cannot just eat whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want it. Like this is, this, and it's, uh, this might come as a shock to some people, or this might come as like, a, oh, no shit, but they still don't take it on board. There will come a time in your life where you will realize and you'll understand the days of me just eating whatever the fuck I want, whenever, ordering a large Domino's pizza at 10 o'clock just because I want to and because I feel like it, right? Or because I'm dealing with some emotional shit or whatever. Those days are gone. Those days are behind you. If you are leaving that, actually leaving that in the past in order to become a fit dad, yeah, guess what? You might be able to do get away with doing that every once in a while, but that's not who you are anymore. You're not that kind of person who needs to eat for taste at every single fucking meal. Every single meal doesn't have to be life-changing for you. If you keep focusing on, oh, is this, if every single meal, is is this going to change my life? Like I'm going to have this most amazing taste experience. It's like sometimes it's just got to be a normal meal. Sometimes it's got to be a nourishing meal that makes you feel good that you don't have to think about. This is why I talk about freezer meals and um, ready-made meals, things like My Muscle Chef and Light and Easy people shit on those every time but um a lot of the time but they are such a good option for people who's like you don't want to have to think about a meal you don't want to have to think about every single meal that you're always going to be eating so having those things stored away in the freezer or the fridge saying i can pop this in the microwave for five minutes and then i've got dinner that's ready that has the macros very lovingly printed on the front of the box i can track it i know it's going to hit my goals and i don't have to think about it right 100 i think a lot of people um, need to use what's called if, when, then implementations. So, it, and we can do this at the start of your journey. And I want you to think about this for anyone listening. You know, if you have, if we're talking, going back to the two options in the morning, it's if, when, then. So if, when, okay, I have to eat breakfast on the go, then I have a shake. That's the only option. If, when I have time to cook my breakfast, 
then I have one egg, three egg whites scrambled um, on a piece of toast with half a tablespoon of butter. So it's like you have default decisions if, when, then. If, when I eat out at work, then I go to this place. I have the Guzman and Gomez chicken naked burrito bowl. Um, if, when, that I, I take my lunch, then I make myself a chicken wrap with these ingredients. So I think if if we can try and define if, when it's Monday night, then I'll eat this as a family. So like you have all your predefined decisions. It's not boring. Like it really isn't. Uh, it gets results because you, if, when, then, if you sit down for half an hour on a Sunday afternoon, you go, you know what? I like chicken wraps with a bit of 99% fat-free mayo on it. I like some seasoning. I like to slow cook my chicken so it's moist and not dry. I like to have this inside a wrap. This would taste really good. Okay, then spend some time design what that is, and then have it every single day until you get bored of it, then create another if, when, then. Because you're just driving the same consistency. Tracking is easier. You just have to copy every day to the next. Just delete your dinner and then just change what your dinner is. You don't have to think. All you're doing is you're just going, if, when it's this, then I do that. And that's if, when I'm hungry and it's between a meal, then I eat 200 grams of carrots. It's only 70 calories. Like you can define it all down. You know what? Oh, I don't have carrots around me. Then don't fucking eat, mate. That's that's the truth. So it's like you're just sitting to your goals at the moment. And then you can go, as you increase your nutrition IQ, you understand things a little bit better. You can go, oh, I have, have all the flexibility in the world. You're 10 kilos down. Your momentum's going. If you've ever missed a day, you only ever miss one and you get back on track. All of a sudden, then you've earned this right for flexibility. But you know the, the reason... The low carb options work and the point like you know a low carb diet or a keto diet and all the rest of it it takes away all decisions that's mm -hmm. what it does but the problem with it is it pigeonholes you into a dieting system that has a framework to never become flexible and that's mm -hmm. the actual issue for it it's not educating you at all because if we go no we're limiting decisions right now inside flexible dieting. We're helping you still understand what's in eggs, what's in toast. We understand how much is 100 grams of chicken. We understand what's a high protein meal, what's a lower protein meal. We understand how to massage inside our calories. So we, we're actually increasing our nutrition, nutrition IQ with limited flexibility. So then when we open up the floodgates, you actually have the knowledge to deal with more variety because when you're in a keto or a low carb or anything like that, you actually aren't increasing your education around other foods. So you're at a party and you're like, oh, what? I don't even know what I can eat. I can't have alcohol. Then you have one, it becomes an all or nothing mindset. So all we're doing is we're trying to bridge the gap between then first to start off with more being a more rigid, flexible dieting, and then slowly walking over the bridge into flexible, flexible dieting whilst giving education or whilst you should be learning education on the way. I think that's a big thing. And people will go, no, nah, no, nah, I have the willpower to, to make the right decisions. Mate, like they've done a study where they did judges 30 minutes before recess and 30 minutes before um, lunch where the parolees were coming up to parole and they would go in front of the judge and the 30 minutes before these two um, breaks Every single person, every single inmate didn't get parole because that's what happens with decision fatigue. We go back to the default decision because we can't think because these judges couldn't make a decision and they had this decision fatigue because they were back to back with parole, parolees. Um, they just made the decision of 
no, you don't get parole. And it's the same with you. Once we get decision fatigue, we start to just default back to our old decisions and your old decisions weren't good decisions. Have a think about it when you talk to your wife and you're like, oh, and you know, unless you in on a roll and you're losing weight and you've created new habits, you go back and forth. Oh, what do you want for dinner? No, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? You go back and forth seven times. Then you have decision fatigue because at the end of the day, your willpower is low. And what you're trying to actually do in this scenario, I know that I would, um, I know a lot of men that do as well. They're like, I'll just try and pick something that's going to make her happy and kill this conversation because it's draining my life. Oh, let's do pizza or let's do whatever it is. And it's never a healthy thing, right? Because normally it's back and forth of frustration. And then we lean to food to make us feel good. And we lean to food to make us feel good to also end this conversation because that, that's what's going to shut her up and make her feel happy. Um, now, you might think, no, I don't think that. It's like, dude, if you don't think that, you're lying to yourself. Um, so I, I know what happens. I know what happens to a lot of guys. I talk to like at least 60 dads every single week, right? So I talk to a lot of guys every single week about this sort of stuff, um, for like a couple of years on the calls. So I understand that in every family, this happens. So you aren't better than the judge. <laughs> you aren't at all making decisions. And this is what they do all day, every day. So no, you do get the, yes, you do get division, decision fatigue and yes, your willpower will be, be depleted and your willpower has to be reset. That's why we're big, um, we're big proponents on meditation, of mindfulness practices, of actually getting enough sleep. Because if you think about it, right, your willpower is like an, like your iPhone battery. It's just, it is. So all of a sudden, and the, the meal that most people screw up is dinner okay mm -hmm. so you you unplug yourself like an iphone battery in the morning you all of a sudden you're going through the day and if you're like me you have to charge yourself throughout the day you know with your iphone battery and that would be meditation or going for a walk um all the training as well um but let's just say you don't charge yourself which is you know like most people okay they aren't training they aren't meditating they are going for a walk before their journey starts and then at the end of the day your iphone battery is depleted it basically goes dead it's useless it's the same as you and your thought pattern with your willpower. You're so depleted. You don't have the willpower to say no to things anymore. So you just say yes to the bad things. So what you can do is make the decisions prior to actually going forth. So you don't have to rely on willpower because we want to rely on you. We want to use our willpower wisely at the end of the day. So we want to use it when we have reactive discipline, which we've talked about in the past and we can go into it again in a bit, but if we can try and rely on reactive discipline only very rarely, but structural discipline the most, so we've made these predetermined decisions, then we don't have to use willpower at all. We don't fall into decision fatigue at all. And we don't even have to worry about depleting that willpower down like the iPhone battery. And what you could do is go for a walk in the afternoon. You could actually do some meditation for four minutes or 15 minutes and sit in your car before you get out the car or anything like that before you leave the office and calm yourself. And that will actually give you that little bit more battery, give, get you back up to 20% on your body battery to allow you to make better decisions for the rest of the day. The big thing that I'm um, I'm picking up as well is there's a merit to structure. We talked about kind of like structural flexibility and structured flexibility. Like there's nothing wrong with you sitting down on a Sunday and being like, okay, cool. We're going to be having, you know, for example, pizza on this night. All right. What kind of pizzas are we going to be getting? All right. We're going to be getting these uh, these pizzas. All right. How many of that can I fit in that day? Go fucking jump ahead to that day, track it, and then pre-plan those sort of things. That's 
that is the level of flexibility that most people ignore, but they think, oh, I can just kind of wake up on Wednesday and just fucking shoot from the hip and see what I can figure out. And, you know, you're like, it has taken me probably, you know, this many years, how many years I've been fucking doing this, like eight, nine years where of like dieting and tracking and planning to be able to just like whip shit together, especially like most of you aren't probably as culinary as, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start that. Oh, I'm fucking a better cook than you, Jason. I've seen your videos, they're shit. Um, go on, comment that on all my videos. But like, uh, I, I've been able to very recently be able to like whip up just stuff in the kitchen, just randomly throw some things together that work with my macros. Um, it, it takes a long time to get there, but your the goal for most people and the issue for most people is that it's not it's not that they are too flexible it's that they're not even structured in the first place right their flexibility is with not even having a structure just be like oh I'll just kind of eat whatever i feel like on the day and if, if i need some protein i'll have a protein shake it's like well there's got to be a lot more to it than that because you are getting hammered and your battery is getting lower over time which is as Trev said why dinner is the biggest mess up for most people because there's plenty of stuff hanging around in the fridge and it's even pre-dinner it's the pre-dinner ham and cheese toasty that you didn't really need to have because dinner was in 30 minutes but you decided to have it anyway because you were too impatient you couldn't wait because you're feeling hungry because you've been making all these decisions you're like oh i saw the cheese and i saw the ham and i wanted to just i just wanted to snack on a toasty really but that really does i guess bring to light for me the whole idea of yeah being having structural discipline um and almost on the same token as that the structural flexibility and planning the flexibility in in meaning in reasonable amounts and and i guess all comes down to forward planning and forward thinking and actually having a plan for the week ahead um which which you know it kind of negates the need to be flexible on the fly, right? But we've talked about obviously the if then when scenarios for when you do need to be flexible on the fly and you do have to have like your your backup situations where you might have your freezer meals, you might have your takeaway that you have to do. But if you are feeling like you're in a rut, you are feeling like, oh, I feel like I'm eating the same things, you can structure in that flexibility, but it's got to be built within your structure and it's got to fit and it's got to not be more than 10, 20% of your week because otherwise you start to just, you just start to get too loosey-goosey. Yeah, mate. I think the biggest thing is planning. Okay. Mm. And this is honestly with all the guys I talk to and anyone out there listening is you need to plan. If anyone's ever had a corporate job or a non-corporate job, you might have meetings. Um, but if you ever go into a, you've ever had a meeting, <laughs> if you ever had a meeting, to be honest, right. If you ever go into a meeting and there's not an agenda to the meeting, the meeting the is frustrating. Thing in the world. It's the worst, mate. The week, the week, the meeting's frustrating for everyone. It's kind of stressful. It goes longer than it should. And everyone just wants to fucking get out of there. So they just do what they say, whatever to just get it over with. Cause I just, I just want to get out. That that's kind of like your diet, right? If you don't have a plan, you get frustrated, you get stressful. You just choose whatever because you just want to get it over with and you just can't wait for it to be over. Right? So it's exactly the same thing. It's all you're doing by planning ahead. Your next day of food is setting an agenda. Because then, have you ever walked into a meeting and there's an agenda? We're going to talk about this to get this outcome for this much time. We're going to talk about this for this outcome for this much time. And everyone has a nice, they come to the meeting prepared. They know what they're going to talk about. They know how long the meeting's going to go. It's executed properly. And then you're like, well, that was a pretty great meeting. We hit what we were trying to hit. And it got executed. No one was stressed and everything went sort of seamlessly. Now, sometimes there is that random idiot in the meeting, which is where reactive discipline comes in, where we have to try and pull things back into line. But that's rarely, right? That's like one meeting out of 10, which is just like a nutrition, like one meal out of every 10 days, you need to pull Jeff aside and try and get your meals back on track. It's just like that random Jeff in the meeting. So guys, 
all it is, it's exactly the same as setting an agenda. And you do it the night before because I ask some of my guys sometimes that they don't track and it will be the same with you. Oh, your protein was low here or we didn't properly hit our calories there or, hey, that sounds a bit random here. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, I was trying to track the food that I ate later in the day after the day finished. It's like, dude, like you don't track after the fact because how did you even know you're going to hit your goals? Okay. Um, then, or I'm tracking as I'm eating. Well, then you're going to end up at the end of the day, really hungry because you might only have 300 calories left for dinner because you ate your, your bigger meals earlier in the day. Or what happens is you ate really small during the day and then you overeat at dinner time because you're so ravenous. All you need to do is plan the day, the night before plan out the next day. This is breakfast. This is lunch. This is dinner. This is what it is. And all of a sudden you wake up, literally no decisions had to be made around your food. It is the thing that we shouldn't be thinking about. Okay. Because we're trying to change it. So we shouldn't be thinking about, it. we should plan ahead of time when you're not hungry at all. Because when you're hungry, you make dumb decisions. That's why they tell you go shopping on a full stomach. You shouldn't make decisions around your, your lunch whilst you're hungry. So you have to plan ahead of time. I think is so crucial. Now, and then all you it's like sit down. Oh, my wife looks after the, the dinners. It's like, f fuck, mate. Like, help your Do wife. Do you not talk to her? You don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, try. Oh, sorry. Like, my wife like, looks oh, no. after the kids. All right. Well, when your wife leaves, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, well, wonder who's going to deal with those little shits today. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. It's, it doesn't work like that. I don't care if your wife looks after the dinners. Have a conversation with her about, okay, well, what are we having each night of the week? Uh, and if she's saying to you, Oh, I don't like to plan ahead of time. You just have to sit down. I was like, you know what? I'm really trying to change my health right now. I would really love it for me to stick to this plan so I can be the best version of me for our family and for our kids. If we could plan our dinners out, because otherwise it just causes me a bit, a little bit of stress whilst I'm trying to change my life. And your wife's mm -hmm. going to be go, okay, but do you know why? Because you clearly articulated it. You didn't say, oh, I want to sit down because I told you I need to sit down and we need to do this. Or I need you to hit me 600 calories a night with 50 grams of protein each of my dinners. It's like, dude, like your wife is not your coach, okay? And you have to actually pull your part in the journey. So what you can go into, if you have an app, like our guys go, you can pick out your seven recipes. You can go, okay, these are family friendly ones. You can go, this is what we're getting. This is what our shopping list is going to be for the week. One, you save money. Two, you save time. Three, your wife probably isn't very stressed either because she doesn't have to come up with the meals anymore. And what happens is you became a part of the process rather than trying to just tell other people what to do. And I think that is so crucial. And like Jay said before, if, you know, there's two ways of going about it. It's like one bad meal is not going to um, ruin your diet. Just like one meals, one good meal is not going to get you abs, right? Like it just comes into back. So it's like, or instead of having that bad meal, if it blows out your calories, like you can just have a couple of those, my muscle share for, you know, whatever it is in the freezer or pre-done meals. And you just chuck in the microwave and you have that for dinner. If everything, if the agenda is to go, isn't going to plan. So I think planning Creating structure is so crucial to actually hitting your agenda, which is your meal plan each and every single day. You don't track it after the fact. You don't track it while you're doing it. You track it the night before. So you wake up and you have to make no decisions whatsoever. Yeah. And track before you serve. Like the amount of times where I've caught myself by tracking before I've served myself and going, oh, yeah, not like normally, like even experts, even people who've been doing this for a long time. 
I'll take a look at it and I'll go, oh yeah, I reckon I can still make, I can make like a cup of rice and, and this much of my curry or whatever work. And then I'll, I'll, right, well, let me just check it first. I'll put it in on my, oh, how the hell is that a hundred calories over? And I'm like, oh, I don't always remember how much a cup of rice is. It just tends to be my serve. I have, oh, do I have five or 600 left? It's always kind of up in the air. It's, oh, it's about the same. Yeah, it's the same number, basically five, six, whatever. Um, but then, yeah, you actually track it. And you're like, oh shit. And then it's like you, you preemptively do it because then you can change your portion sizes. There's, there's not a lot of benefit in tracking after the fact, right? Even if it's like, you don't have to, even if you like fucking whatever, you run off your feet, you can't track your whole day the day before or your whole day in the morning, you know, just before you eat the meal you're going to eat, track it, see how it fits and be like, oh shit, I didn't realize that this had this much in it. Maybe I'm going to only have half of this and then I might have another half of it later so I don't get hungry when I get home for dinner or whatever. Like, but it just, it gives you like forewarned is forearmed. You can see what's about to go into your stomach and then you're like, oh, hang on. Maybe that little cheeky flexible KFC trip I got coming up is uh, not going to not gonna work for me. And, and it, it's, I think a lot of people get really, um, once they sort of commit to an idea or a plan or, or you know, oh, I've got this meal, so I'm going to have this meal. Um, they find it really hard to deviate from that. And I think a lot of people have been brought up with the idea that you've got to finish what's on your plate and finish the whole meal. It's like, and this is, this, uh, this is something I've been saying to guys. It's like, it's either going to go to waste or it's going to go to your waste. It's like, which one would you prefer? All right. Food, like the way I feel, I don't feel guilty about it. I'm like, fucking food breaks down. It, it's biodegradable. It, uh, it eventually goes into compost. It gets eaten by the, by the bin chickens and the seagulls and whatever. It's fine. Right. It'd be more concerned about throwing away your plastic and shit like that. But if you have a, like a meal, you don't have to eat the entire thing of it. Right. The biggest thing for my guys, I'm like, we just have three quarters of it. Oh, really? What? You can do that? Yeah, just mix it all together. Have three quarters of it. If that, if a whole meal blows out your calories, have three quarters of it. And if you can save the rest for, you know, a fucking snack later on, you mix it in with another meal, be a weirdo like me where I mix chicken and beef and whatever, fucking go for it. If you can't, then it, yeah, it either goes to waste or it goes to your waste. And it's like, well, only one of those is going to eventually give you heart disease and, and have you die in young. Um, and it's not throwing it in the bin. If you don't, if you're not hungry for it, if it doesn't fit your macros, if you don't need it anymore. So it's just a, a mindset shift around pre-track your stuff and then adjust your portion sizes based on if it's going to hit your goals or not. That's, that's as simple as it needs to be, but it just comes down to being willing to take the time and being willing to, you know, pause before you eat and not just YOLO your food and just say, no, hang on. This is, you know, this is one of my three times in the day where I've got to take two and a half minutes. It doesn't seem like a lot of fucking time because it's not, right? No one is that busy that we've talked about. No one is that busy. They don't have 15 minutes to do a workout. No one's that busy that they don't have two and a half minutes to track their meal either. Mate, I completely agree. And we've talked a lot about nutrition and the same comes to it with training as well. So when we talked about implementation intentions earlier, they actually did a study regarding, you know, 12 weeks, you know, they, they broke these people into three groups. It was group A, and it was about training three times a week for 12 weeks to transform their body. Now, group A, they basically just said, you know, train for 12 weeks, three times a week. Um, group B, they said they watched this motivational video um, and then trained three times a week for 12 weeks. And group C, what they did is they made them write down um, what time, what place, what, um, what time, when, where, and what they were going to do. Um, to train those three times a week over the 12 weeks. Now, 30% of the people in group A followed through, 33% of the group of group B followed through, and it was like 90% of group C followed through. So there's a 60% variant of actually people following through when they gave their goals at a time and a place to live in their schedule. So it's the same thing as far as 
So this is you planning out your meals for one. On Monday, I'm going to eat at home. I'm going to eat um, the protein overnight wheat picks, okay, at 7 a.m. Okay, you can do it for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, same as lunches, same as dinners. Oh, that takes a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of time at all. Um, it takes less time to do that than ask your wife what she wants for dinner and go back and forth for four hours. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. what do you feel like? Exactly. So, it's like, it's like you, you're killing a lot of dead conversations just by doing this. Um, also, if you do it with your um, training, so some of my guys, it's like, oh yeah, I train in the mornings or I train in the nights or I train whenever. It's like, no, we, we, at the start again, you need to earn the right for flexibility in your training. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- if you can do this and you're not like a shift worker all over the shop. Okay. There's always exceptions to every rule guys. So context does matter. Um, but if you have someone who works similar shifts every day, it's like, I train in the mornings every single day. Okay. And I train, this is not me, this is you. And I train for 30 minutes every single day in the mornings. It's not like, oh, I train when I feel like it, but I get it done in the day. Because you know what, that what you're allowing your emotions to dictate your decisions. And the problem here, you got into this problem because you allowed your emotions to dictate your decisions. So you need to make your, um, you need to let your brain control you. Okay. And go, no, my emotions are not in charge. My mind is in charge. I don't care what my emotions want. I, you need to tell, show them who's the boss. You need to show them who's in charge. So what it is, it's just doing hard things. And, you know, athletes are athletes because they have that athlete's mindset whether they feel like it or not, they just get done. And I think the amateurs are the problem. They do what that needs to be done when they feel like it. So you have to take the athlete's mindset. I train every morning at 5 a.m. for 30 minutes. Okay, cool. I don't feel like it this morning. Well, that's when we train. Oh, but I've got three o'clock this afternoon where I can do it. No, we train at 5 a.m., right? Because you know what's going to happen? Your day goes to shit. A million things come at you. You get tired. Something else happens at three. And then you kicked, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, but I'll do it tomorrow. But you didn't do it today. Tomorrow is tomorrow. You're probably going to do it tomorrow anyway. But today you didn't win today because you pushed it backwards because you allowed your emotions to press snooze. You allowed your emotions to choose the donut. So guys, write down when are you going to train? Where are you going to train? What are you going to train? every single day of the week that you do train. Okay. That's in your schedule. It's in my Google cow. Okay. Write down exactly what you're going to eat, where you're going to eat, when you're going to eat. Okay. Put that in your Google calendar if you want, or write it in your app or write it on your notes section, put it in your task reminder, put it on your fridge and just make it visible. Because all we're doing now is we've des- a gate default design. We've designed when we're going to train. Okay. We designed what we're going to eat. And if you feel like something else, there's two ways to do. One, just do what you said you're going to do and have that different thing next week when you design next week's meal. That's completely fine because that would be, if you don't follow through with what you said you're going to do, that'll be allowing your emotions to make decisions. Okay. Oh, but I really want to, uh, you know, have the uh, Domino's pizza night. Oh, fuck no. Like, I don't care what you feel like. That's, when you feel like something, that's feeling is an emotion. Okay. Like we don't want to choose our foods based off emotion, but I had a hard day. Okay, cool. Then respect your body even more and go for a run. Go lift some weights. What makes you feel better after a hard day is not eating a fucking Domino's pizza. It's not ordering (laughs) takeout food. It makes you feel shitter about yourself. Like if you get a good session in, it's like, that's what makes a hard, that's what makes a bad day good. 
right? Is like exactly. turning it around and being like, well, what, like, yes, yeah, shit goes wrong. That's in my, that's out of my control in my day. What is in my control? Your body and your results are always in your fucking control. You can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can go to the gym, you can eat a better choice of food. That is what makes a bad day good. So I don't buy the hard day bullshit excuse. It's like, you know what? You had a hard day. All right, cool. Do you want to make it a good day or you got to double down on it, making it an even worse day for yourself? Be my guest, right? But then you just, then you, at this point, you're choosing the harder day and the harder next day. Uh, and mate, I completely agree. And I think that's why we need to have multiple ways of winning. Um, mm. You know, we have those four or five ways to win every single day. So, you know, maybe it's your steps, maybe it's spending time with your kids, maybe it's getting your training, and maybe it's your nutrition, um, maybe it's med- meditation. If you have like five different ways you can win the day and you had a shit day, okay? Now, you know, your nutrition maybe went astray or you missed your training session, whatever it is, like we always want to notch up at least three wins every single day. So if you've had a shit day and you missed one of them, then you're like, no, I can still win today. I can still tick three boxes or I can still tick four boxes. So rather than kicking everything to the curb and truly making a shit day, it's like, nah, man, I didn't get five out of five, but I got four out of five, which is still like a B plus, right? I still, I still won the day, hmm. right? Or you can just do absolutely nothing, go to the pub, get plastered, not spend time with your kids, overeat, don't train and fucking have a D minus. And, you know, that is not what you want whatsoever because the next day you're not going to feel good either. So I think, guys, having multiple checkpoints every single day where at the end of the night, it's like, how did I win today? Okay, this is how I won today. I've done these three or four things. And then you're, you're reflecting, remember? Why didn't I win my nutrition yesterday? Why didn't I win my nutrition today? Well, I didn't win because I didn't have an if-when-then scenario um, when you know I, this happened at lunchtime. So in the future, I'm going to do this instead. So now all of a sudden you're reflecting and you learn something because we always, we win or learn. We never lose, guys. Win or learn, win or learn every single day. And you learn something. So you've put that into the process for next time. You're like, fantastic. And then you go, so you looked at how you won today. And then we look at, okay, so what am I going to do to win tomorrow? I'm going to do this. And the thing you lost at, if you can do it first thing tomorrow. So it's mm. straight on the back for a win. If you didn't train today, you wake up and you train tomorrow first thing. I think that is a key thing you have to be looking at. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's making sure there's multiple ways to win. So you still feel like a winner. So you don't just throw, you know, everything out the window. Yeah. And that's, I guess, that's like flexibility in winning, right? Um, and yeah. that's 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 the kind of the flexibility that we want is like, uh, like for example, on Monday was normally a day I trained. Um, Monday was a hectic day with the you know with the clients. I was doing a lot of check ins and getting back to them. And I was like, look, with everything and then cooking dinner tonight, I'm probably just not going to have the capacity to train. So I'm like, you know, part of me wants to get down. I was like, oh, maybe I should just like try and go for a run and get my you know get my running in and stuff. And I was like, fuck, I just had I had a lot to do for that day. And I was like, well, I can win my training. Um, I'm sorry, I can't win my training today, but I'm going to win my nutrition. I'm going to win it, you know, convincingly. It's going to be it's going to be a five nil for 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 the nutrition. That's going to be on point. So it's like. No, and then I'm just going to make sure that later on in the week I make it up. So that means on Wednesday, I'm going to, you know, schedule in some time so I can make it happen. And then, you know, today I know I've missed my running. I haven't done that for a bit. So I'm going to go for a run and then I'm going to train. It's like, that's the the mentality that it's, that it is, um, you've got to be flexible in how you win uh, and, and in your, I guess, in ticking your boxes, because if you are, if you're like, no, I have to win in this way. Right. And this is where we do talk about introducing flexibility. It's like, first of all, you've got to schedule your shit in. Right. But if you keep scheduling something in at the same time, but then you never fucking make it or you always hit snooze or whatever. It's like, right, we've got to change approach. We've got to be more flexible in what we're doing here because your your um, you know, definition of insanity, you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting, oh, I'll schedule it in for six o'clock. I've set my alarm for, you know, 
oh, fuck, I don't wake up. I hit snooze. I want to keep on sleeping. It's like, all right, well, let's either fucking fix your sleep routine or let's move to training in the afternoon. You clearly, you're a, you're a snooze person. Then, all right, you're scheduling in the afternoon. You can do it on the way home from work. Bring your gym gear with you to work so you get changed at work, driving home in your gym gear. You've got no excuse. What are you going to do? Walk back in the door at home in your gym gear. Oh, how was your session? Oh, I didn't do it. I drove home. Um, yeah, you don't want to have that conversation. So you've got to be flexible in how you in, in, in your winning and in how you tick those boxes when, um, you know, life doesn't go your way because randomness is always going to happen. So that's the flexibility that really matters is, and, and it is, again, it's something that's earned. It's something that you can do more and more as you get better at adapting, right? Being able to go and go for a run, like most guys I know can't go into the gym and do an effective session just off, just out of nowhere, right? I can barely start doing it now, right? Like, and, and I've been doing this for a long fucking time. Otherwise, you just oh, how many sets of bicep curls do, can I do in one in one day? Oh, I'm going to do some fucking shoulders because I, I want to do some lateral raises. Oh yeah, really effective, good work. Um, most people can't do that, so you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're doing on what days, when you're going in, because that's the number one thing that guys come to us with. They'll be like. Oh, you know, I try, I've, um, you know, I've trained a lot before and I've done the training. It's like, I don't really have a plan. I just go in there. I just feel like I'm just going from machine to machine, not really doing anything effective. And it's like, yeah, you're not doing anything effective. So you've got to have a game plan. If you can't come up with that game plan, if you're not a trainer, if you haven't been experienced in the gym, you need to find one. You need to have someone who can be like, cool, do this. This is a proven strategy that's going to get you the results that you want. Just fucking go into the gym. It's a no brainer. Here's your plan. Just do the exercise that is written on the page or is in the app and then do the next exercise and then voila 12 weeks you'll be an adonis <laughs> i love it so you know guys we've talked about everything we need to do today it's like you know we have implementation intentions we use willpower willpower wisely we don't allow us to have decision fatigue we create structure inside our meals across the day to still have flexibility but have rigid flexibility is what i like to call it um we want to earn the freedom Okay. Cause I think also it's like, you know, when you earn that freedom, you know, it feels so much better and you make better decisions. Cause you're like, nah, I earned this. When you just start using freedom off the bat, you just make dumb decisions all the time. Um, and I think the one other thing I wanted to talk about or two other things I wanted to talk about is this is a brief one. It's like, you know, you, some, some people will say, I don't have time to train. And if they are tracking their nutrition, I'm like, dude, like you just made a cheese toasty at four o'clock in the afternoon as your afternoon snack. Like I know getting the bread out and getting the cheese out and the ham out and then putting the toasty in and then sitting down and having that toasty when you really didn't need to have a snack anyway, that's like a 20 minute ordeal. We talked about this on another podcast, that 20 minutes you could have trained and you would have felt better. You probably wouldn't need that snack. Your endorphins would have been going. You would have felt fantastic as well. So it's like, you know, you, everyone always can tell me I don't have time to train and I'll find like 23 times inside your day where you did have time to train. Like, you know, if it's making the snack or if it's waking up earlier or if it's doing 10 burpees on the hour for 10 hours, it's a hundred burpees. Oh, burpees are the worst. Oh, burpees are better than no exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know, you're like, oh, but what if I'm in a meeting and I bust out 10 burpees? It's like, dude, you're probably like, people are going to think you're a crazy motherfucker and win the meeting. Right. They're like, Jesus, this guy means business. He is so dedicated to his fitness. He just busts out burpees on the hour, every hour. Like I'll do, I'll do business with this guy. Like 
you are so worried about what other people think when in reality, if you just bust out 10 burpees on the hour, every hour, one, you'll probably get your coworkers involved in it Two, They'll think you're crazy. Hey, and it's always good to be the crazy guy at the office. Cause no one, get, no one messes with you. Um, and three, you're going to get your fitness in. So I think it's like, it's like, guys, if I can get out, get everyone started doing 10 burpees on the hour, every hour across Australia, it's like one will get fitter Two, you'll lose weight. And three, We'll just be a nation of crazy motherfuckers. Uh, so yeah, don't, I think don't, it's, fuck with, it's, don't fuck with Australia. Don't fuck with Australia. Exactly. <laughs> They're crazy. Um, so, but make sure you don't do it all in the elevator at the same time because the elevator stops. Yeah, that's, um, that's <laughs> So, guys, I think you do have time to train. Okay. And if you say you don't have time to train, just say like, what would Travis do? Right. Just just ask yourself that question and just start doing burpees on the hour every hour. Travis do some crazy um, shit. Exactly. Just do some crazy stuff. The last thing I did want to say is, is we need to do hard things. Okay. Mm. I think, you know, what happens is when we, we don't want to follow a meal plan it is, Oh, I want variety. I want flexibility. I want it. And when I say a meal plan, I don't mean a meal plan. I mean a meal structure. Okay. So hitting a certain amount of calories, choosing your meals, you, you choose your meals to hit side that structure. So you're having freedom of choice inside the discipline of hitting your calories. The, the thing is, we just don't like hard things, right? Mm. And I think that's really easy to say in society. We don't like waking up on time. That's literally why a fucking snooze button's granted. Like, why do you need a snooze button? You don't at all. You know, we don't like going to the gym. That's why 96% of people who have gym memberships don't actually turn up. They pay for it. They never go and they never show up after that. And a lot of gyms rely on the fact that people aren't going to go. That's where their whole model is based around. So we don't like having, hey, if I told someone to do a cold shower, they'd call me crazy. Um, You know, we complain about it's either too hot or it's too cold. We're never happy with the weather. You know, people are driving too slow or too fast. There's, you know, we we complain about anything. Even when you buy a pizza from Domino's, you'll complain about how it's too cheesy or not cheesy enough, right? So like, you know, one, we need to one, stop fucking complaining in life. Like, I think this is one of the crucial things. Two, you need to do some hard stuff. And three, you know, you go, I need more variety in your diets. Like, get some perspective, dude. It's like, if you can season some chicken, have some, you know, fries some McCain's pub style fries, which are pretty good on the calories and some broccoli um, or some mashed potatoes, like that's a good dinner. Oh, I need more taste than that. No, you don't. Okay. And if you think you do get some perspective, there's some kids around the world who don't eat for three to four to five to six days at a time because they don't have the access to food. Your worst day is someone else's best day. So instead I'll often get perspective when I'm sitting there and it's like, I'm not hungry. I'm bored. Okay. I don't need variety. I am just bored or like it's the environment that's dictating it. Like you have to learn to say no. But I think the biggest thing, Jace, is people don't say no because they don't have a big enough. Yes. Hmm. I think this is honestly the biggest reason. It's like their, their yes isn't big enough for them to be, have a strong enough opinion on what to say no to. It's like, dude, like my yes is like fucking strong. It's like, when I say my yes, it's my why. Okay. And this is it at the end of the day. I was like, you know, the kids will watch you. Is dad disciplined or not disciplined? Dad says he's going to lose weight, but he's still a fat shit. Okay. Well, I guess it's, I don't have to do anything I said I'm going to do either. 
oh, Dad says he's going to follow the nutrition plan, but he's just having KFC Zinger boxes all day long. Okay, I guess I don't have to follow through with your word either. And when you say, but it's not the same, it is the same. All it is, it's the power of your word, okay? Because that is transcendent across everything. So, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. And then when you ask your kids to do something, you can expect them to do it because they do what you do, not what you say. Okay. And if not, you're also a hypocrite. Okay. So you can't be hypocritical to your children. And if you can't follow through with a nutrition plan for a couple of weeks. So I think it's, it's so crucial. So you have a big enough yes and go, yeah, no, I don't want the donut. No, I don't want the beer. No, I don't want to come out on Friday night. I'm going to train. You're training on a Friday night? You're crazy? No, because I couldn't do it in the morning because I had some kids stuff. So I'm training on the Friday night. So I can't go out. You can say no to a lot of things when you have a big enough yes. And I think it's like, guys, get your yes big because then your no's come out easy. <laughs> like, I think that is the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to another thing and vice versa. So yeah. know, know what you're saying no to and then it's like oh what am i saying yes to by saying no to this it's like by saying no to the gym what are you saying yes to you're saying yes to sleeping in you're saying yes to another day of no progress you're saying yes to another day of you know that even things like that back pain and that inflexibility Mm -hmm. and that lack of mobility it's like the gym helps with all of those things right getting moving getting your body flowing your bone density all that i'm saying i'm saying no to being able to get up off the floor when i fall over when i'm 70 years old because i never developed the bone density to to get back up off the floor my ankles can't handle my weight anymore so know that it is there like it's it's the concept in economics it's opportunity cost for everything that you say yes to there are a bunch of things you're saying no to and vice versa for everything you're saying no to there's there's something that you're saying yes to so say no to the shit that you know is not going to move you forward and instead of being like oh i'm missing out on the dominoes like well what are you gaining by saying no to that, mm. you know, how are you going to feel? What are you gaining by saying, instead of going, nah, I'm going to go sit around with the same group of six guys. I always drink fucking beers with, we just talk shit about the same stuff and, you know, have misinformed ideas on politics and just fucking, you know, <laughs> whatever. Right. And then we just sit there and talk shit. Oh, it's great. You could do that for the, for the 400th week in a row, or you can say yes to something else by saying no to that. What am I saying yes to? Being a better example of a dad, you know, um, working on my fitness, improving myself, extending my life. Like focus on what you're saying. We talk about focusing on the positive all the time. Focus on what you're saying yes to as opposed to what are you missing out on because you're always going to be missing out on shit. That's okay, right? There's a lot of shit that is worth missing out on for the gain that you're going to get. Dude, 100% um guys that that is 100 percent on choice on point dude um it's saying yes to the right things Mm. and i think if you shift your perspective on that you're gonna start to feel like a winner and also your choices become easier guys so you say yes more often to the right things and then you never really have to say no whatsoever anyway Mm. Uh, i think it's so crucial guys but at the end of the day we've covered a lot of information guys about you know, what we need to be doing to limit your decisions today, to making your choices easier. Because all it is, is just like, you know, you make one choice to change your life and then that should automatically make the rest of your choices. You really should only have one one choice you need to make. Uh, some guys will say to me, you know, you know it's, it's interesting, right? When you say yes to some things, 
um, it's an interesting topic. The guys I've talked to a few guys over the last couple of weeks and then who've started with us and who haven't started with us. And they're like, oh, my doctor said I have had like knee issues. I might get like a knee replacement. I've got back issues. And they're like 120 or 130 or 140 kilos. And then they've been with us for, you know, six months or 12 months. They're 90 kilos. They're like, oh, my back pain went away and I have no knee issues anymore. I've started running. Um, I never thought because I had my knee issues and my back pain, I could ever do this. It's like, dude, you never had knee issues or back pain. You had a weight problem. And your knees were not designed to carry 130 to 140 kilos. Like they just mm. weren't. And neither was your back. It's like, you ever seen pregnant chicks? They complain about back pain because they've got this big stomach in front of them that's constantly pushing their lumbar spine further forward. It's the same as your beer belly, man. You're just carrying a fucking baby in your, in your belly. But it's mm. not a baby. It's your, it's your beer gut or it's your food gut. It's your KFC gut, right? You don't yeah. have back pain. You're just fat as shit. So it's a lot less painful I to think, get rid of that than it is to give birth to a baby too. It's a hundred percent, man. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm not, and yes, again, context guys, like there's exceptions. Some people definitely have some back problems. Some people definitely have some knee problems, but the amount of back problems and knee problems I've seen go away over the years, go away over the years when people say yes to health and fitness. Okay. then, like all of a sudden they've lost the weight and their back pain and knee pain magically goes away. It's like, I can't walk very far. My knees are really sore. It's like, well, walk as far as you can, eat a little bit less, and then you can walk a bit further, okay? Because you're saying yes to changing your life. So guys, start saying yes to the right thing. Start being a bit more structured with nutrition. Start planning and creating structure, implementation, intention, so you don't have to use your willpower over the next coming weeks. Like sit down. For 30 minutes on a Sunday, trust me, I know this Saturday or Sunday, you're going to fucking sit down for 30 minutes anyway. I can know you are. You're a human being. Like you will sit down at some point for 30 minutes. At that time, get a piece of paper out, get a pen or get your laptop out and just plan out your week. Just use that time. Oh, I don't want to focus on anything. It's like, oh, you, you say yes to fucking focusing on designing your life, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a good thing. So do that, guys. And that is everything I wanted to say for today, guys. Jace, got anything else you want to say before we switch off? Nothing apart from make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Leave us a comment. Give us a, uh, a, you know, a bit of an idea of what else you would like to hear from us. Anything else that you would love to know um, or you know, go a little bit deeper on. Uh, and just, yeah, let us know that you're enjoying it. And share it with a dad who you feel like maybe needs to hear this message because that's how we get out there. That's how we grow is by um, you guys saying, hey, you know, here's a good podcast I reckon would you know, help you. Uh, you feel, you say you feel like a fat piece of shit. Here you go. Your words, not mine, right? Don't, uh, yeah, your words, not <laughs> exactly. mine. Um, but yeah. And, uh, if you're looking to, to get fit or you're like, you know what, I want someone to help me rein in this flexibility and to, to create a bit more structure around what I'm doing, head to fit-dad.club and uh, book a call. We can have a chat. We can see if you'd be a good fit. And, uh, and yeah, if you want to join the, the community, the growing community of dads that are supporting each other and, and keeping each other accountable to being the best versions of themselves. Yeah, guys. And um, we did do a survey. Nine out of 10 guys who did share this podcast with their friend had a better quality life. So guys, share this. Don't be the one person um, who doesn't share. Nine out of 10 guys do share. So be part of the majority, not part of the minority. Um, share the podcast. Have a great week. And next week, we're going to talk about how you can stop being a grumpy prick. See you guys. Have a do great it. week. <laughs> I can't wait.